and I was given a death sentence at the age of 16. I became a slave to food and to fear. 799 pounds. 799 pounds. But here I am today. 600 pounds lighter. And I'm here to share my story with you to help you improve, to help you find your way, and to help you become a more motivated person. I'll be your inspiration. Here we go. Let's do this. He's been on the Today Show, The Doctors, in the National Enquirer, and in newspapers and magazines all over the country. Welcome to the 600 Pounds Down podcast. Here's your host, Coach Justin. Hello, One Step Nation. Here we are, Coach Justin. I'm here with Pastor Zoe Hatcher, who will be uh, leading our faith fitness discussion tonight. So I'm happy she's here. I do believe in the transformation of your spirit, uh, and she's going to equip us with the elements to really get that rolling and so we can become transformed in our spirit. So without further ado, I just want to introduce Pastor Zoe Hatcher. Awesome. Thank you so much, Justin, for having me on tonight. And and welcome to everybody, uh, anybody that jumps on with us. And um, hopefully you're, uh, you see the link, you jump in. And when you do, um, we uh, are going to be getting into the word again tonight. So we've been doing that a little bit. Uh, the two meetings that we've had uh, before online, we dug into a little bit about what God had to say about our body and um, and just making peace with that and, and recognizing that we don't always agree with God in that way. We don't always see our bodies the way that he created them. Um, and tonight we are digging into food. And so that's a big topic. I know that uh, Justin uh, definitely on, on one step and in, in the coaching, that's, you know, probably probably a lot of your your conversations uh, revolve around food and what should we eat and what's good and what's bad and all of these things. So um, so just wanted to, on the faith fitness side, be able to jump in. Well, does God have anything to say about that? Um, and so let's take a look together. Let's uh, learn together and see what it is that uh, he might have to say. So we're going to dig into um, to one chapter, but a couple uh, passages in that chapter in First Corinthians chapter 10. And, um, and then uh, one's a shorter passage. So Justin's on and he's willing. So I'm going to throw it to uh, throw the first part to Justin verses 12 and 13, but then I'm going to uh, read the second part, um, which is verses 23 through 33, and we'll look and see um, maybe what we can learn and glean from this passage. So, Perfect, yeah. perfect. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Uh, so I'm looking at 1 Corinthians 10 verses 12 through 13, correct? Yep. Okay. So it says, if you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Awesome. Now I'm going to skip down to verse 23, read through 33, and I'm reading from the NIV. 
I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Eat anything sold in the meat market without raising questions of conscience for the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. If an unbeliever invites you to a meal and you want to go eat whatever is put before you without raising questions of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then you do not then do not eat it, both for the sake of the one who told you and for the sake of conscience. I'm referring to the other person's conscience, not yours. For why is my freedom being judged by another's conscience? If I take part in the meal with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of something I thank God for? So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the church of God, even as I try to please everyone in every way, for I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many so that they may be saved. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So I just jumped into verse one, um, but I thought that was a good tag on. Okay. All right. So there's a, there's a lot there. I mean, there's a lot we could pull out, but just initially, so a couple questions um, that I like to ask when I'm jumping into a Bible study in following the discovery Bible study uh, format is what is this teaching me about God? And what am I learning about his character, his nature through this? And then also, what am I learning about people? Am I learning anything new about our nature and our character um, through this also? So did anything jump out to you initially, Justin? Uh, ultimately, like the verses I read, um, you know, I think sometimes I don't think we think about the, the temptations that come our way. You know, I don't think I think sometimes we think we're just we're exempt from them because be it, you know, we're in control or we got this or it's not that hard. And sometimes I don't always, I don't always put temptation of food into the temptation category. Like when I think of temptation, I think of, of maybe something on the internet or I think of um, stealing something, or I think of tempting, tempted to say something negative about somebody or things like that. Like I, I, I seem to not put food in that category, but ultimately food is a temptation for a lot of people. I mean, you take Oreos away from a kid, he's going to smack your hand. He's going to give me, he's going to throw a fit. Right. Um, so it is, a, it is something that is a real deal. So I guess, I guess that kind of stuck out to me, you know, um, you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. Like, so don't have the overconfidence of saying, I got this first and foremost. Uh, I was at a Super Bowl party yesterday and I remember all those treats standing, sitting there, not standing there. They're sitting on the counter right there. There's a lot of them. Um, and I just realized that some of those foods would not be good for me to eat. So I went right for the protein first and then I had you know, maybe uh, um, a couple carbohydrate things, but nothing major. And I really just kind of split uh, like a Tostito thing, whatever it is, like a little, I don't know if it's like an egg roll. It's like some kind of uh, Mexican dish thing. And I split that with my wife. And yeah, so I just wasn't tempted to overeat. Why? Because I believe God helped me get that part under control. But at the same time, I don't really put it together and I need to, because there's one day where you can be weak and it's like, I don't really need to eat a dozen Oreos today. You know, I got to be mindful of that. So that kind of stuck out to me. Yeah, definitely. Oh man. Yeah. Those Super Bowl parties or really any party like Christmas and all the things 
Um, and my big temptation is sugar. And boy, you put donuts or cake or anything like that. Oh, my word. Cookies, all the things. Um, yeah. And I can pack it away. That's 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 a temptation. And so, yeah, I when it comes to being around sugar, I definitely don't ever um, want to, uh, you know, have overconfidence around it, um, you know, that I'm standing firm because I'm honest with myself and I recognize around sugar, I rarely am standing firm. <laughs> so I'm not going to, you know, be, be prideful. Well, try to be in that area because I recognize that's, you know, that's a weakness, an area of where, and, you know, and, and for even to, you know, to ask myself, is it because, you know, it's evil, it's like a sin, it's all these, you know, it's well, to the extent I want to overeat it, absolutely. I can get right into the gluttony category and that is a sin. And so, you know, so recognizing these areas where we're definitely prone to temptation. And so maybe, you know, maybe we need to guard our hearts against, you know, around them. We need to be more careful because we would fall. Yeah, definitely seeing that in the the first two verses, the 12 and 13 there. It's interesting um, to me that people don't see, we don't see, I don't think we talk about gluttony yeah. a lot. You know, I think in churches and when you're preaching or studies that we do, like, I, I just feel like gluttony is one of those things that just, it, it's really not touched on. You know, we always talk about the the normal, like don't drink too much alcohol or, um, you know, don't, don't do this part or don't do that. But I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of let's dance around gluttony. Let's not talk about it. Cause it doesn't seem like a big serious sin, but, but if we look at our country where a huge percentage of our people in our country are overweight and some of that, let's not, let's not put everybody in the same box, but some of that's from health issues or some of that's from, you know, maybe some genetic issues or whatever. And we're not categorizing everybody in that, in that category, but at the same time, a good amount of those cat percentage is because of poor diet, because of gluttony, because of things that we're eating. And we're, and we're just, I just find it interesting that we're so quick to say, don't drink too much alcohol, which is absolutely correct. You shouldn't be drinking to get drunk. We understand that because some things can happen doing that. It's not because, you know, God wants to spoil our fun, but because we're under the influence of something different. We, he wants to spare us from the pain that comes with that. But when it comes to food, it's like, we don't really talk about that. We, we go from church and then we go to the, the buffet and have four plates of, of Chinese food. <laughs> you know, it's like something doesn't add up here. You don't talk about it enough, I feel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's where, unfortunately, you know, where we can get so confused when it comes to, you know, especially as a believer. So, you know, there's diet culture that tells you all the things that are bad. These are evil, bad foods. These are, you know, but then you know, so as a follower of Jesus, there is, you know, walking in the light, there is walking in freedom, and there's sin. And sin is missing the mark. Sin is, is, you know, when we are not following God's way. And, and does God have laws? Yes. And it's because it's, it's to bring us into life. It's not that we live by the law, we're freed from the law. But he knows what's good for us. And gluttony, overeating, is not good for our bodies. And so he knows that, and that's a sin. And, you know, drunkenness is, is taking into more alcohol than our body is designed to take in. So it's not good for us. It's a, it's a sin for us. And so, you know, recognizing, okay, well, I'm hearing all these things that are bad and evil and, and I can't, you know, I can't have it all, but then I'm, 
if I'm a believer and I'm living in freedom and, but God says, don't overindulge and that's what's wrong. So then you, you know, you can get into this, you know, into this confusing category. Well, what is good? What is bad? What's evil, you know, and, and dancing around and, and all the, you know, and so we can subscribe to a diet plan because then it's just easier. It's just easier to fit into a pocket of rules to follow because then it, it, it's harder to, uh, to draw the line for ourselves in self-control yeah. um, because we let that diet plan do our self-control drawing ourselves. And so we have to, to seek that out. Yeah. This is why we need food or peace with our food, right? This is why we're right. talking about that. Right. And that's, so then in, you know, if I'm looking in the, the uh, verses 23 through 33, and so just some context here. So Paul is talking um, to the Corinthian church and, and it is a mixed bag of Gentile believers who did not have food rules the same way Jewish people had food rules. And, and so by, what do I mean by food rules? So the Jewish people live by, you know, kosher. And so they're not eating pork. They're not eating shellfish. They're not um, they're not mixing their meat and their dairy. They're, you know, having, uh, you know, all, all sorts of, um, when it comes to offering sacrifices, because they had to offer sacrifices that were animals to gods and to, you know, to their God, to our God. And, um, but then somebody had to eat that. And so the Jewish people, um, would give their, their meat offerings at the temple. And then the priests would eat that you know, that meat that had been offered to the Lord. And so then that was the priest portion um, to take for their income. But then you got all these Gentile uh, believers that are coming out of an environment where there's hundreds of gods, there's all sorts of gods. And people are also offering meat to those kinds of gods as well. And so it's hard for us to wrap our mind around meat offered to idols and, and all this weird, you know, like when it comes to worshiping with food and, but that's the way they did it then. And, and they, they, their offering was literally their food. And so, you know, Paul is trying to unravel that and saying, there's all these people that are fighting and they're like, no, you can't eat that. No, you, you know, you're, and, and they're judging each other because they're coming from different backgrounds of what's okay and what's not okay to eat. And, you know, and that's how often do we do that in, you know, and whether it's, you know, we're, we're judging because of the way we worship, but diet culture and just, just in general, just in life, you know, if you're not on the keto train or if you're not on, you know, uh, paleo or how dare you eat that many carbs or, you know, or, oh my gosh, you know, a, a vegan that's judging somebody for eating meat or, all the right. things it's yeah. it's a lot yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah yeah so it's just i think that's what you know um what really you know had i'm looking at it now and and really just realizing that when it comes to food like is that god's will for his people to just be arguing about what we're supposed to be eating and what we're not supposed to be eating, what we're telling everybody else we're not supposed to be eating. Um, no, his desire is for us to seek him through the Holy Spirit and to say, Lord, what can I eat? And he talked a lot about eating according 
to your conscience for the sake of your conscience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I don't know if you've experienced that, you know, before what that's like for you, um, eating according to your conscience. Um, really, that's really just another way to say, listening to the Holy Spirit and asking, should I eat this? Should I not be- eat this? Yeah, I have, um, I think over the years, I have come to be more in tune with what's acceptable and what's not acceptable for me. Um, and, and you know, what, it's interesting when, when I, when I was, uh, when I was really trying to be strict, like there's, I was at a point in my life and it might've been overly strict and that's okay. But maybe sometimes God calls us to be strict for certain seasons of our lives and it's okay. Um, and I feel like it was a decently healthy time in my life to be strict. But I remember when I just knew like, Justin, you don't need the cookies. And not that it was a sin to eat the cookies, just Justin wasn't in a good place to eat those cookies at that point in his life. And, and I remember just getting so much flack from that, from my, you know, from friends or even from people who didn't really, weren't really just more acquaintances. And, and you know, why, why aren't you just having a cookie? Why can't you just have one? And, and I just knew like, it was beyond Justin trying to watch his body weight and uh, health. It's more like, I just know it wasn't a healthy thing for me to do at that moment in my life. And you want to call that the Holy spirit leading me and giving me direction. Um, I had a prayer life with my food and and my health and wellness. And so sometimes unintentionally we're walking in the spirit of God, because even if in the midst of not really always having the Holy spirit on our minds or God in our minds 24 seven, when you're in a relationship with him, I feel like it just becomes second nature. And sometimes it's just not even a thought. You just know, you just know that he's walking with you. He knows that you know that he's guiding your thoughts. You know, that you're submitted to him and you have this surrender posture and you just kind of walking in that. And it's like, I just knew it wasn't a good time, but it's met with opposition and it's met with people not understanding. And you can choose two options. You can give in because they don't understand. So you're just going to give in to you those options and say, I'm just, it's just, you're right. Just a cookie who cares. Or you can understand where you're at in your life because God is directing you to not do these things and stay resisting those cookies so no and which leads you to a better path than the other way and i'll tell you that's how i started going backwards one point in my life too Mm -hmm. because i did give in to people pleasing i did give in to not uh not wanting to to have any confrontation like and it was a really respected person in my life who um at that point who i just didn't really like it when they became frustrated and uh, I would, I would just, you know what, just to please the person, I'm just going to eat this, whatever. Like he would just get upset if I had something that like, why are you not eating this? I don't understand. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to confront that. I didn't want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be the peacemaker. I'm like, okay, really? It's not that bad. But when I started that process is then I started going backwards and that wasn't okay. Um, mm-hmm. I compromised and I chose fear over what I knew I should have done. Now the cookie would have been okay three months or four months from now, from then, you know, I just, it wasn't the season in my life to compromise. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to be able to get to the place of confidence in our, you know, in our wellness journey and our walk with the Lord, to be able to say, you know, with confidence, like I'm not there yet. I, you know, I need grace in this area. I'm just not able to to do this. It's, you know, and for me, it's sin if I were to indulge in this. And and so, you know, like, like, for instance, you know, for me, I don't drink any alcohol. 
And, you know, and, and yes, I'm a pastor. And, and so there's, you know, there, um, there's definitely, you know, things surrounding that in terms of expectation, but, but just in, in terms of my own journey with, um, with my past, and there's been a lot of um, alcohol abuse in my family, and just a lot of history of pain associated with that. And so for me, it's a no, Mm -hmm. it's, but do I judge my friends who, have, they'll have, you know, a beer, a glass of wine or whatever, and they're not overindulging. That's just a freedom for them. No. And that's okay. And I'm at the place in my walk with the Lord where I can even be around other people who are drinking and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't tempt me. It doesn't bother me or offend me or anything like that. It's just, I recognize my limits in the Lord. Um, but, but then kind of like what you were saying on the other side of that, you know, so like if we're looking at the scripture and we're thinking of, you know, the people that are eating, you know, the two offenders, the people that are eating me offered, offered to idols or not caring about it because they have freedom to do it. And, um, you know, looking at that area where, okay, I'm weak and I'm no, I know that if I'm around people who do this, it's going to cause me to stumble. It's going to pull me into where I'm just going to want to fit in. I'm going to want to go back to those old ways. And so if I were, a, you know, a former, you know, addict or alcoholic, I could not be around people who, you know, even abstaining, you know, as in recovery, I, you know, there, there are seasons that I have friends that are in recovery that they just can't, it's just not. And so for me, if I had the freedom to have a glass of wine or whatever. And, but then to be around my friend who's struggling in recovery, to know that that would cause them to stumble or be in temptation, then that's also not, that's not loving of me to do that in front of them. And, um, and so sometimes like when I know I'm really, so my weak area, like I said, was, is sugar. And so if I know that I'm like having a real bad hormonal week or whatever, just, you know, and I walk into a bakery, um, it's like putting me into a bar, like, like run away, Zoe, run away, you know? And so we have to recognize those areas of, of weakness and temptation and actually have the confidence to be able to say, yeah, so for me, this is not okay. And if you can support me in that, great. If you don't understand, that's okay. And walk your road, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, you know, so, so in doing that, you know, it's the same thing with looking at like, what is, what is good and what is not good. So like you talked about eating and, and so now, like maybe at the Super Bowl party yesterday, you walk by and maybe you can have one cookie and be okay, you know, but whereas before there was a time in your life where it's just not, at just a road you couldn't go down yeah. and to recognize, like, I love the verse 23. I have the right to do every, anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek the, their own good, but the good of others. And, you know, to really ask ourselves, like, well, I can eat this, but is it beneficial to my body? Like what's actually going to nourish my body right now? Like what does my body need? And do we take the time to ask ourselves that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. Um, as long as you, I would say God puts particular foods here for a particular reason. And I do believe that the more natural we eat, 
the more our body is going to be like, this is good. This is, uh, this is what I need. And I think a lot of times when that happens, there's really, I'm not saying there's never going to be a craving for bad foods, but I think they become less. I think when you get the, the sin nature under control of our flesh ruling us, where mm-hmm. we're supposed to rule it, um, surrender to Jesus. I think when that's out of the way, uh, I think those cravings can become less and less. And I think when you partner that with God-given foods that he's given us to nourish our bodies and to also fulfill the sat- and satisfy those cravings, I feel like those things just become just way less than they ever were before. And I've noticed that in my life too, is when I can have an apple and banana or some grapes or strawberries or whatever as a fruit, I don't crave as often that that treat and not that I never will crave that treat, but then I figure out this treat is going to do this to my body. This treat is, is really going to produce inflammation in my body. If you recognize the negativity, negative uh, results of consuming particular foods, it will try to, it really kind of will change your mind on what you're eating. You partner that with, with Jesus, you partner that with, with eating natural foods and then recognizing what bad foods do to you. I think that's a trio of success for a lot of people. If you get to that place. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good because, you know, I think for me a big, and I am, I'm still definitely in the journey and, you know, we'll always just try to be real with, with people, you know, where I'm at along the journey and is, is a lot of the perspective was um, really it's mental the mental game that we play with ourselves of what's forbidden and what we crave is because it's forbidden or it's off limits or these kinds of things that we tell ourselves. But then when we switch it to the, I can have anything, but is it beneficial? You know, is it beneficial to my body? And then when, when we stop, like when I stop, like you take it off the shelf and yes, you know, I kind of, you know, go through my binge time, like, woohoo, it's all good, you know? And, but, you know, the Lord reigning me in and recognizing, okay, but you can have it, but is it beneficial? Recognize what it's doing to your body. How do you feel right now? Are you really tired? Are you crashing? You know, like what, you know, what's it producing? You know, inflammation, like you said, you know, all kinds of things. And so when really, when we get into that mental game of, you know, well, Lord, teach me to begin to crave what you are desiring for me to nourish my body with. Because right now I'm, I'm craving what I think is forbidden. Um, and, and that's just, that's not even where you want my headspace to be. You want me to walk in freedom. And so, Lord, let me crave what my body actually needs. And one of the biggest things that was a, um, and I know, you know, in my co- coaching with Justin, Um, our biggest goal that uh, we worked on was water. And that was my hardest thing that the Lord was, was showing me over time. You think you're craving sugar, but you're thirsty. Really? You're just thirsty. Like you think, you know, that even, even when I thought I was hungry and I got a, um, like one of those gallon uh, water jugs, like with the time, that you're, you know, like goals to hit. Uh, I got one of those for Christmas and I didn't think I could, I mean, man, I was, it was a good week, right, Justin? If I even hit like a court, (laughs) it was just the worst. I just, I, it was a struggle for me because my body said it wanted something else. I couldn't trust it, but what it really wanted was water. It needed, you know, water to be nourished. And, um, And so then when I forced it, 
to begin to intake what it really needed. Now I love water and I hit, I haven't, haven't hit the gallon this week yet, but I mean, there was almost every day for over a month that I was hitting a gallon a day. Um, and I noticed a huge difference. I noticed the difference in my cravings. I noticed the difference in my energy levels too. And um, definitely my trips to the bathroom. Um, but it was good, you know, it was good to be able to mentally switch. Okay, that's not necessarily beneficial, but what is going to benefit me? And that's water, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like you're in tune with your body. You just kind of know. And yeah, obviously we're all a work in progress and some people, you know, they, they might struggle with water as well. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I aim for 80 ounces a day, um, sometimes 88 ounces a day, but I don't always hit the 88 ounces every day. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm 20 short. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and you're right. You recognize it when you are. Um, your skin will show it if you're not doing that. You notice your skin gets, your skin just is healthier when you drink enough water. Uh, your metabolism functions better when you have enough water. You're bringing nutrients to your body, to your organs when you have enough water. Uh, I mean, you can, we can name probably a hundred different reasons as to why water is okay. But yeah, absolutely, Zoe. Um, that was a struggle, but I'm glad that God worked on that in your heart and, and you're at a better place with that today. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the big, big part of it was when, you know, seeking the Lord and then looking at, okay, if I'm going to learn to eat according to conscience and looking at the scripture, like, am I going to continue rewarding myself with food? And that was another question that I had to, you know, like, I've been good. And so I deserve a cookie, or I did. And, it, and I'm like, am I five, you know, <laughs> but we do, you know, we get into these patterns, yeah. where, you know, then again, we're, you know, we're elevating, you know, something to a place that I don't need to reward myself with food. There are other things that are a reward in my life. And so just kind of laying aside all the expectations when it comes to food, the temptations, the, the mind games that we play with ourselves, and really seeking the Lord, Lord, I don't want to be mastered by anything. I don't want to think that I'm too far from temptation. And so, Lord, just help me to eat according to conscience. Help me to, to see and learn what's beneficial, what's really beneficial for, yeah, for me. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Anything else that, that stood out to you? Uh, we kind of already talked about permissible, and that that definitely stood out to me. Um, yeah, I'm thinking, I mean, what about, what about thanking God for food? That's know? literally, yeah. What was, what was on my mind was, yeah. are we, are we thankful? And do we even stop long enough when we're eating our meals, when we're planning our meals, when we sit down to, do we sit down to take our meals? Are we just eating it on the run? Like, do we eat with Thanksgiving? Do we savor it? Like is savoring even like a word that we know or can understand in, you know, in our life that, okay, I'm sitting and I'm actually taking the time to recognize the taste of the food, enjoying the taste of the food and not hurrying through it, not shaming myself for eating it while I'm eating it. Cause we do that. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, um, like, can we, with Thanksgiving, you know, take the food that he has said, this is good and eat it. 
and thank him for it. And there's, there's so much to be thankful for with it. The provision to even have food on your table is, is huge, mm-hmm. you know, especially the price of eggs these days. Come on, crying out loud. But <laughs> get some chickens, Justin. Get some chickens. I know. I know. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, I, I make it a point to say a lot of times when we pray as a family before dinner time and all that stuff, um, I try to make a point to say, thank you for your provision because, because mm-hmm. honestly, without the Lord, everybody can say all they want to. Well, it's my job. I provide the money. Well, God gifted you with that job. God gifted you with the resources. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So you don't own anything. It's all a gift. It's all a privilege to utilize. So honestly, it just comes down to like, God, I didn't, I mean, you gave me the job, the, the whatever, but this is your provision to, to our family. Like, thank you for that. And it's very appreciative. And then being able to have fresh water and fresh food where other countries don't maybe have those at their disposal at all times. Um, we're really in a blessed nation. And though there's some there's junk going on in their nation, if we really stop and think about it, we are a blessed nation. And uh, I don't think we're always as thankful as we should be, you know, for, and we can even buy, think about it. Like we have the option to buy organic foods. We have the option to have a variety of foods at different stores for different prices, where a lot of times there's marketplaces in different countries that only have one price. And it's sometimes a big wage just to buy a loaf of bread or, or uh, some meat even. And it's just crazy to me how sometimes we're just not very thankful and we come, come across, I don't think it's intentional, but there's a selfishness that lives within us as Americans sometimes that, you know, we're uh, we, okay. Here's food, just normal, natural. Like we don't really go without much here. And uh, yeah. I think we don't always feel the sting. That's why when we do fasting, sometimes it kind of, we really feel that stretch of when we don't, when we refrain from eating, it's like, Whoa, it's kind of a wake up call. Like, wow, other countries really don't have food at their disposal. So when we're fasting, we fast for a day or two. It's like our, our flesh definitely screams. Well, we want food. I want food. And it's easy to go to the cupboard. It's easy to go to the fridge, but if you kind of can, can relate to your brothers and sisters who might be struggling in different countries, mm-hmm. they don't have the option to do that sometimes. And it's like, it's definitely a perspective change. It's definitely uh, to, to really be thankful in those moments. Like, wow, God, you've really blessed our nation to go to, go to a store and purchase an apple if I'm hungry or a candy bar if I'm hungry or, or approaching, you know, it's just, it kind of, I guess being thankful really kind of opens up an avenue of, we have a lot to be thankful for. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up fasting. We've got a, a fast coming up uh, with the church over Lent and, and it's a long one. It's a 40 day fast. And, um, but just in those times where like, that's something like our appetite can be used to draw us into prayer. And that's, you know, that's also something that God wants to use is yes, he wants us to use our food as an act of worship and, and to be able to seeking him what we should eat. But there's also times we shouldn't eat because it draws us closer to him to pray. And can he still still sustain us in those times? Absolutely. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, you've shared all kinds of benefits of fasting. Um, it's actually really good for us to have that time where we abstain from eating. Yeah, I just did an episode with, uh, I'll be actually releasing that on my platforms of, of the podcast, but you can go back and actually watch it now. Justin Dorf, he's a coach who's a fast, he's a fasting coach. Um, so he talks about, he's a Christian, he loves Jesus and, and definitely uh, puts that in perspective too, mm-hmm. not necessarily during the, during the episode, but as you talk to him about fasting, like, you know, he paints a picture. So uh, really good dude, really good podcast. If you haven't, it's already, it's here in the one step nation, just kind of scroll back a little bit to see Justin and I, having our conversation, but it was really good. So yeah, fasting is, is important. And it's a lot, of, a lot like Zoe's saying, 
there's a lot of things that come with it. Like there's a lot of health benefits with fasting um, and, and fairly good for your body and increasing longevity and, and lots of other great things, not only spiritually, but physically that can happen when you choose a fast. Of course, always check with a doctor uh, if you have health issues before you s suddenly hear this and say, I better go, better go fast. Um, sometimes that requires, you know, you to have faith and fast. Other times, if you have health issues, you might want to just consider talking to a doctor first and saying, hey, would this be okay if I were to, to uh, do a 24, 48 hour, whatever that looks like for you? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can definitely give up different things and not give up food altogether. Um, but yeah, again, whatever the Lord's leading you to do, but you know, I, cause I think it goes, you know, both ways with fasting where I think some, you know, some people will avoid it because, you know, they think they automatically think, well, not eating is not healthy. Don't, you know, I'm going to avoid that, but there are health benefits, but then also we can completely remove God from the picture and just do like, so say intermittent fasting or some of these other, you know, trends that are out there and completely remove God from it. But, you know, but that completely robs the whole backbone of what a fast is, which is to seek God. When we're hungry, we press in and pray. And um, yeah, so, so that's really cool too. But so question, Justin, we had our last time um, we shared our I wills. Um, and I don't know if you remember your I will uh, from the last time. Um, I know mine was, um, I was really convicted about the way I talk about my body um, mentally more than, you know, like I do, I do make some comments, um, but even just that perspective of, uh, of my body and, um, you know, and just wanted to repent of that and to watch my mouth, watch my attitude when it comes to my body. And I did tell my husband, had him hold me accountable and, um, and worked on that for two weeks. So. Good. Thank you, Jesus. You can hold yes. me accountable. <laughs> yes. And mine was to offer my body's living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him. Mm -hmm. And that was meaning to be mindful um, when I go exercise or eat. And was I, I wasn't perfect at it this week and, mm -hmm. um, and last week, but I remember there were multiple occasions where I was more mindful of that. And when I was exercising, actually meditating of thinking like, all right, I'm not doing this to live longer because justice and Justin's power. I'm doing this to stay healthy, uh, as honoring to God. Like this is, and I remember going on walks, like that was on elliptical. when I was saying that I was going on walks saying the same thing, Justin, you're doing, you're not, this isn't on your power to increase your health. It's not on your power to do these things. God gifted you with the, with the feet to do these things. He gifted you with the time to do this stuff. So it was always this, this perspective of this belongs, my health journey belongs to the Lord. This is an offering mm -hmm. to him. This is an act of worship to him. And so I'd always try to put, I, most of the time try to put that in my, my, more in my psyche, if you will. Like it was just, mm -hmm. this is what I needed to do. This is my new perspective. Um, there were days where I got, little lax on it, you know, and, and mm -hmm. didn't even think about it, to be honest with you. But as throughout the week, those times came to my heart and then I was able to put it in perspective, but it's just going to be a continual dying to self. Mm -hmm. Our flesh will take over. Our flesh will, will just do it just to do it. Um, you know, if you're tired, you don't care at the moment. Sometimes you're like, I'm just tired. I just need to get over the, get this over with. And you make up every reason and every excuse, but, uh, God and his mercy is good and he sees it and I, and definitely is patient with us and uh, definitely is a constant reminder to continue to offer my body's living sacrifice. So it was good. Amen. It's been a good week. Amen. That's good. And that's where, you know, that's why we have community. That's why we have brothers and sisters to help keep us accountable. Cause you know, I know just in, in knowing that I said it to all of you and being mindful 
of that, whereas I wasn't necessarily mindful of it before, I felt a lot more loved these past two, you know, past couple weeks where I could actually begin to, you know, receive, wait, no, this is what the Lord has made, you know, and, and I'm going to be grateful and, and see what he's, he's made in me and receive it as a gift. And, um, and so, yeah, again, daily renewing our minds, right. You know, it's, it's a progress and sometimes forward and sometimes backward, but so my, I will for this week in light of, of this scripture and our discussion tonight, um, is going to be, I will not, um, I'm not going to say I will, I will seek the Lord to eat according to, um, conscience, according to the Holy spirit and to ask if what I'm putting in my mouth is beneficial. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I'll continue to eat as if I'm eating for the glory of God. I think that's really important. Um, cause he, you know, he's glorified through our choices, right? He's glorified yeah. through, um, our lives. And so that means every aspect, including what we put in our mouth. Um, I'm not saying that doesn't mean I'm not going to eat a, a treat tomorrow's Valentine's day. Probably got my wife. We're probably going to have some tiramisu or something. I don't know, but, uh, I'm going to continue to not overindulge, um, and make sure that I honor my, honor my commitment to him. So that's, that's what I'm going to work on this week. Continue to work on. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder that it's Valentine's day tomorrow. And yeah, <laughs> probably will have some sugar tomorrow, <laughs> but, um, but yes, again, in all things, um, we have the right, but, um, yeah, just in, in moderation. So, right. um, but yeah, so I'm going to, um, I'll go ahead and close this in, in prayer, but, um, and if anybody watches this back later on, we're praying for you to share your I will in the comments. And I'm sure Justin will share uh, share this video. And we'd love to, to you know, walk alongside of you and, and also lift you up in prayer um, as, you know, you're going along this journey as well with us. So, um, so yeah, thank you for, for joining and catching up. But I'll go ahead and close this in prayer. Father, I just am so grateful, uh, Lord, for your word and just um, the way that it guides us, the way that you lead us through the Holy Spirit. And um, I just pray that you would continue to just open our eyes to the way that you want us to eat, the way that you want us to nourish our bodies. And yes, even times that you're leading us to fast and to abstain um, or even uh, to limit our freedoms um, to help a brother or sister who is weak. And so, God, I just ask that you just continue to guide us, that we would seek you um, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and not just eat however we want, but eat in a way, um, as Justin says, that that is an act of worship to you to glorify your name. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for your goodness to us in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you, Zoe. Appreciate the time tonight for Faith Fitness. Uh, this will be recorded, obviously, and placed on platforms as in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also on Amazon Music. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you in two weeks.